Praise the Lord. Good to have a good worship band, isn't it? Amen. Come in. Know you're going to get blessed of the Lord. Amen. Well, I'm excited today. Are you excited? I'm excited every day. You know, even when I'm sleeping, I'm excited. <laughs> because the Bible says in John 17, 3, this is eternal life that you may know the Lord Jesus Christ. Not that you're going to get it, but we already have eternal life on the inside of us. Amen? We got heaven rolling around on the inside of us. Our mind is fixed on him, and we're just enjoying God every day of our lives. I don't know what the people do that don't know the Lord. They're just lost. They got to drink. They got to watch TV. They got to go have sports. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I gave up sports, sort of, you know. I just kind of peek at it. But I'm not as ingrained as I used to be, you know, three hours to find out if your team won or lost. And then if they lost, oh, it's miserable, miserable. But anyway, that was just a side note, you know. Sometimes I get in trouble on these side notes, but hallelujah. So let's start off with the testimony today. How about that? Okay. Well, you know, the Bible says that only the doer is blessed. You may come and hear a great message. You say, oh, that's wonderful, Pastor Jack. I just enjoyed the message. How beautiful that was. But you got to go do it. When you go do it, that's where the blessing comes. So we're going to bring up Veronica. She's becoming a crowd favorite. Because she's a doer of the Word of God. I got a text from her on Monday. She goes, come on. She, she said she had some trouble with family members. Anybody have any trouble with family members? Amen. So what happened, Veronica? I left Sunday, made sure I took my Gabriel home first. I don't like him to see anything going on. So took him home, um, asked my husband to take me to work. My husband says, everything's fine. I told him, everything's great. Don't worry about anything. Everything's fine. Gabriel, on the other hand, knew a little of what was going on. I told him, Gabriel, don't worry about me. Everything's good. I get to work. Actually, I mentioned to Rosie that I was going to go to work, and I was going to have it out with my nephew. My nephew is 49. I'm 65. I have no business having it out with anybody. But he was upset because I was sick for a whole week. I didn't go to work. I ended up in an emergency. He didn't like that I didn't go to work for his wife. But when you get sick, you get sick. Things happen. So I go there, and I tell Rosie, I'm ready to do this. I'm not going to let my Gabriel be involved in any of this. But I get there. My, my, my nephew did not utter a word. Neither did I. By the end of the evening, he gives me this hug, and I'm sorry, Thea, and I miss you, and I love you. And, and everything that came, out, that came out of his mouth made me think about being at church Sunday morning. What did pastor say? Is there anybody we wanted to give a piece of our mind to? Yeah, I was ready that day. But when you come to church and you pay attention, you listen, this is what you take home with you. Well, I took it, and it all fell into place. My husband, my, I don't know why I'm thinking about that man. Um, Peace. My... <laughs> <laughs> My nephew says, Thea, spend the night. Stay here. I'm, I tell him, I don't stay anywhere other than my house. Um, even yesterday while I was at work, he tells me, don't go home, Thea. Stay here with us. 
you know, my wife loves you, you know, we want you here, we didn't have you, and so on and so on. I go there today after church service also, but bottom line is I paid attention, I practiced it when I went uh, to my nephews, and it all worked out. Amen. You take that, you take that away. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes we just have to keep our mouth shut, amen. We're going to talk about that today. More instruction, more, more uh, lessons in the Lord. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that as we come together today, we have your word in our life and in our hearts. And we thank you that we do the word and we are doers of the word of God. And we'll be blessed in our doing. We thank you that the word that goes forth will minister to those that are here. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're talking about still walking in God's calling for 2024. And you know what can trip you up more than anything is your mouth, is your tongue, is your words will trip you up. It will halt things, it'll stop things, it'll prevent things, it'll cause you not to receive the destiny that God wants you to have. Amen? Now, you might have a prayer, a great prayer. Lord, I just thank you for your blessings. I thank you for your provision. I thank you that I'm the head and not the tail. Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm blessed going in, blessed going out. And then, 30 minutes later, somebody says, oh, how are you doing? Oh, not so good. <laughs> My finances are down. My bills are up. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm broke. I don't know what I'm... You just nullified your prayer, right? You didn't believe it in your heart. You just said it out of your mouth. But you have to believe what God has said, no matter what the circumstances are. Amen? You know, I got a word from the Lord. We went to a pastor's meeting. And uh, so they were praying over me. And they said, does anybody have a word for Pastor Chuck? And they said, well, we, and the senior pastor there said, well, I see in the past that you've had a lot of Chuck holes, a lot of obstacles that you had to overcome. But God is proud of you because you kept going. That's what you have to do. You have to keep going no matter what you look at, what you see. God has a plan for you, and he'll get you there if you just don't give up and you keep your mouth in line. Now, I like to look at the Bible and see where other people messed up, don't you, instead of looking at your own self. <laughs> you can do that yourself. But do you remember the angel Gabriel came to Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, and he said, you and your wife Elizabeth are going to have a child. And he said, oh, no, 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 that can't be. I'm old, she's old, we're well stricken in age. There's no way that could happen. And you know what the angel said to him? Because, let's look at it here. <laughs> Luke 1, 19. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel in the presence of God and want to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings, but because of your stinking thinking, He, he can't ad-lib like that, right? Uh, we can ad-lib, but he can't ad-lib. Okay. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you do not believe my words, which were fulfilled, which will be fulfilled in his time. Guess what? We have to uh, uh, not talk like Veronica. She didn't talk. Let the Lord handle the battle. Amen? I can remember when I was working for uh, a body, body shop, or actually it was an insurance company, we went to body shops, and there was this big guy, he owned the shop, he was like 6'2", he, he was even bigger than Richard. And he was cussing up a storm, and I, my little 5'7 self went to him and I said, please, sir, uh, I wish you would watch your mouth. 
And he looked at me like, this is my shop. Who are you to tell me what to do, you know? And he backed off, and he didn't cuss anymore. So I was all proud. I went to the, uh, the, the church meeting, and I told the prayer meeting, prayer lady, I go, you know, I, I stood off this guy. I told him what, you know, he needs to watch his mouth. And she said, well, why'd you have to say anything? Why don't you just let the Holy Spirit do it? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, so you have to allow your spirit just to take coal and peace and, t- and calm them down. So anyway, so uh, now how about Moses? You know, Moses messed up with his mouth. Do you know that? Do you know Moses, after everything he'd been through, he went to Pharaoh ten times with the ten plagues, let my people go, okay, no, I changed my mind. Here comes the gnats, here comes the flies, here comes the flood, all these things. And, and, and he goes into the wilderness for 40 years, say 40 years, 40 years, 40 years, working with these hard-necked, stiff, hard-headed, stiff-necked people, right? He, he, he wore them out. <laughs> they wore him out, I mean. And they said, Moses, we don't have any water, and our animals are dying. What are you going to do? And he went to the Lord, and the Lord says, go and, and speak to the rock. You hit it once before, but now I want you just to speak to it, and the water will come out. Moses, you know, sometimes you go down to somebody's level. You ever argue at somebody's level? And you get the same thing. It says, don't argue with a fool because you'll look like a fool. Amen? So so, uh, in verse 11, uh, Anthony, oh, verse 10, I'm sorry, verse 10. And now, now here's how Moses talks. This doesn't even sound like Moses. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly. This is Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly before the rock. And he said to them, hear now, you rebels. Ooh, what do you mean? These, these are God's people. What do you mean, rebels? Who are you to judge them? You rebels. Must we bring water for you out of this rock? Must me and Moses do it? What about God? What are you, what are you talking about, Moses? We. Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly. And the congregation and their animals drank. So God was honoring his word to produce water, but he didn't honor Moses. He was upset at Moses. You know, God can get upset at you. Did you know that? I've had him get upset at me. It's not really pleasant, you know. So then in verse 12, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and said, because you did not believe me to hollow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have, for, have given them. Oh, man. What do you mean? God, don't, we, we're this, you know, come on. You know, face to face, friend to friend. I can't go in. I, I know when I was growing up, blessed be my mother, but there's sometimes when she said I couldn't go out with the guys. You're going out too much. You just stay home. What do you mean? It's time to go out. What are we doing? So guys are out there waiting for me. I just say, I, I can't go. I can't go out. And that's what Moses, the children of Israel, the next generation said, come on, Moses, we're going into the promised land. He said, no, I can't go. Look at, let's look at You see that picture? That's the water came on out. And then the next picture is him looking over the mountainside. Yes? No? Moses looking out over the mountainside. God said, you know what, Moses? I know you wanted to go in. I'll let you look at it. Ooh, that's bad news. Why? Why such punishment to Moses? Because too much is given, much is required. 
In James 3, it says, if you want to be a teacher, you have to do what you're, what you're preaching, what you're teaching, right? It says, don't, don't try to be a teacher because you're going to be held to a stricter judgment. I can remember the Lord tell me one time when I was mad at Marianne for, my reason, for no reason at all. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Clean that up. <clears throat> he said, are you going to teach this or are you going to do it? I go, I'll teach it, but I mean, I'll do it, but not right now. I'm not really ready for that. And the second time, are you going to teach it only, or are you going to do it? I can do it, but I can't do it right now. Third time, are you going to teach it, or are you going to do it? Guess what? Third time, the charm, that's enough. Okay, so I did it. Praise the Lord. So that's kind of sad. Now look at, in slide 107, 32 through 33, it says, uh, it recounts the story of Moses. It says, they angered him at the waters of strife, so that it went ill with Moses on account of them, because they rebelled against his spirit. So he spoke rashly or ill-advisedly with his lips. Have you ever spoke ill-advisedly with your lips? I didn't mean to say that. I'm so sorry. I know when my wife and I used to get in arguments and she'd say something and she goes, I really didn't mean it. I go, you didn't mean it. What do you mean you didn't mean it? <laughs> you said it, didn't you say it? <laughs> Can't unscramble eggs, you know. <laughs> But that's when you find out if you really love somebody. You have to ignore what they said in the heat of the moment. In the heat of the moment, you're not supposed to make a phone call. You're not supposed to do an email. You're not supposed to do these things that will keep you in bondage from what you said. I, there's this one TV show where the guy, he told off his boss. He said, you know, you're no good. You're, you're, you're egotistical. No one listens to you, and you have bad judgment. He says, I quit, and he left. And he went to his friends, and his friends said, just go back on Monday and pretend like you didn't, say, you know, you were just kidding, you know. So he went into the boardroom, and he goes, what are you doing here? Oh, you know that thing? I was just kidding. No, you, you can't just kid. If you said something, you're held to accountability to it. The Bible says we're held accountable to every idle word that we speak. What does that mean? Unproductive word. A word that you speak that's not producing life. We have a, a Vons at our, at our um, area, our housing area. Friendly Vons is kind of like a family Vons. So I went in when I was buying my wife our 40-year anniversary flowers. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> She's taught me how. <laughs> and, and so I'm buying them, and, and I tell the lady, yeah, I've been married 40 years. She goes, I've been married six years, and I hate my husband. I go, Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't have a recourse for that, and I came, so I came back about a couple weeks later, and I go, yeah, I remember you told me that you didn't get along with your husband. She goes, well, we get along, but he always wants to do things his way, and I always want to do things my way. And I said, oh, I, I've been there. What you do is you do it his way one time and see if it works out, agree with him, and then you do it your way one time and see if it works, because I did that with my wife and I. We said, wait a minute, let's Let's do it your way, and we'll see if it works. And I agreed, and it worked. I was so surprised. <laughs> then we did it my way, and it worked. And she said, God, I must have helped you with that, because <laughs> there's no way that could have ever worked. But the key was we were in agreement. To this day, we still try to get in agreement, whatever it is, and make sure that we're together on it. Praise God. So how about some other people that, that, tried, that were going to get in trouble with their mouth? How about Job and his wife? What did Job's wife try to say? 
Why don't you curse God and die? That's not good advice, is it? That comes from the pit of hell, right? If he would have done that, he would have wiped out all of his blessings, right? But Joseph, I mean, John, Job did not curse God. How about Jesus in the wilderness? The devil tried to tell him, why don't you just turn these stones into bread? You know, that's okay. He could do it, but it was unauthorized. It was unproductive. It wasn't something. Oh, I forgot to get back to the story with the lady with the bonds. So I went back yesterday. I was hoping that I could have a final end to the story. So I go, uh, how's it going with your experiment with your husband? She goes, it's going pretty good. You know, we did it his way, and I agreed, and it worked out. And we did it my way, and it worked out. He says, but he, he tries to lecture me all the time. He thinks that, <laughs> that he's my father. I go, I had that problem, too. <laughs> I try to lecture my wife, too. But really, all you need to do really is just agree, say, sure, honey, and just go on. You know, don't make a big deal out of it. Praise the Lord. So your words can be your greatest asset or it can be your greatest liability. Let's look at Mark eleven twenty three. 23. He says, for assuredly, I say to you, what does assuredly mean? For sure. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatever he says will be done, he shall have whatsoever he says. Well, there's power in the word of God, right? What did David do when he was going to fight Goliath? He didn't say, well, if it be thy will, Lord, let me kill this giant. No. <laughs> I'm skipping around. Um, can you find it, uh, James or Anthony? It's a uh, slide, and it's in 46. No. He said, I'll read it. Anthony will catch up. This day. The Lord will deliver you into my hand. He didn't say, well, maybe it will and maybe it won't. He said, I am sure today, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I will strike you and take your head from you. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Is that pretty, pretty sure? Don't you have to be pretty sure? It says, believe in your heart, speak it out of your mouth. I like Leanne was saying she has, her voice was, was crackling. During the week, she said, boys, you come back in Jesus' name. Amen. You have no more fruit in your, on your leaves, right? And dried up at the root. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the sea. spoke to fever. He spoke to Lazarus. Come forth. Come out. Right? We're supposed to speak. You know, we're in a pretty sunny day. But the weather report said it looks like it's going to rain. But I spoke to the sea. I spoke to the rain. I said, rain, you hold up until we get out of this. Out of this. Now, here's our problem. You know, I was in sales, and they said, state the problem and then bring in the solution. So here's the problem in James 3, 6 or 7. He had it up there. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. Holy moly. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell itself. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm saying that some of the things that come out of your mouth are coming right from the pit of hell. The devil is putting those thoughts in your head. You're talking about other people. You're talking about yourself. You're not speaking God's word. And 
it's the devil using your tongue. Whoa, wait a minute. I, didn't, didn't Jesus say that to Simon? Simon Peter? You're, you're, you're speaking, you know. Get behind me, Satan, right? Thank you. <laughs> you're not speaking the words of life. You're speaking devil talk. Are you speaking devil talk? No. To your kids? You're no good. You'll never amount to anything. I'm tired of this. What's happening with you? All right. Well, so look at Psalms 141.3. <laughs> Here's what David said. He said, I, I see this as a problem. He says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. That means put a sentry there. Put someone to watch my mouth. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you need a 24-hour sentry there to watch your mouth? Does your mouth need a 24-hour sentry? A guard, a watch, a bunch of them. And you say, oh, that puts me in bondage, you know? You know? You got to know what you, what you say. Let's get Matthew 12, 35. A good man. How many good men and women are there out there? Out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil things. All you have to do is listen to yourself talk. When you listen to, you know, we watch movies sometimes, and I'm kind of critical of the movies. I'm going, that would never happen, you know. That guy and girl, they don't belong together. That guy would never say that, you know. Marianne says, could you be quiet with your comments? You know, I'm trying to watch the movie. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm just giving the running commentary, you know. And I'm going to step out here a little bit, okay? <laughs> the guys on some of these shows are so wimpy. You know, they are. They're like, you're my everything. You're, I just can't live without you. My whole world has changed because of you. I'm going, guys don't talk that way. This is a mirage, okay? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Okay. Maybe Richard does. I don't know. He's a good example, okay? <laughs> Amen. <coughs> All right. We're not going to have a show of hands here. Okay, let's, let's look at verse 8 and James, verse 8. Here's the problem, okay? The problem is our tongue, our mouth, our heart. This is our problem. We have to correct it. We have to renew our mind. We have to renew our spirit, renew our hearts, because in verse 8 it says, uh, no man, on the bottom there, no man can tame his tongue. Oh, that's sad news, isn't it? You can't, you can't do it. You can't, like, try to be, talk right. You've got to change your heart. Your heart has to be aligned with the Lord. You have to be thinking like he thinks. Amen? And when you do that, Amen. things will happen. And then you're supposed to speak things into existence. Let's look at uh, in um, uh, slide number 10. Let's look at it in Isaiah 55, 8. Thank you. Anthony, you're doing a great job. My thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. We know that, right? For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So what is... So and do not return there, but water the earth... So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But 
But, next one, but, 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 but. But, it's there. But it shall accomplish that which I please. When I, and it shall prosper in the thing where I, where to I, I Crops come up because you're saying it, saying it, saying it, and not giving up. Praise the Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were going to throw him in the, the fiery furnace. He said, oh, king, that doesn't scare us. Throw us in. It's okay. God will deliver us. What? What kind of faith is that? What kind of believing is that? It's believing God will do what he said, what he put in your heart. One person asked me, how do you decide if you have a sickness or if you have a financial situation? How do you decide whether God wants you to prosper or how do you, to heal you or to get you out? You look at the Spirit of the Lord. You look at the Word of God. What does the Word of God said? I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your source. First got diagnosed with uh, chemo, not chemo, but lymphoma. I, I went, I said, do you have a Bible here? And I looked at the Bible, and I read some scriptures, and I came back, and it says in Psalms 4 that the Lord will hear the cry of the righteous, and he will heal them. I told the lady, you're not going to see me anymore. The Lord's going to heal me. You don't have to make any appointments. And I didn't have to go back again. Why? Because I kept saying, saying, saying. The women with the issue of blood said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And that's a present continuous tense. It means she kept saying it. If I can just touch, if I can just get to the house of God. And not in my own strength or my own power, let the Lord heal her. And he did. And she was shocked. She was amazed. Her eyes bugged out. She said, whoa, what happened? Amen. Piero, last week, right, Piero? He had a bad, uh, what was your bad thing? Knee. Same thing, right? I love the look on people's face when they get shocked. Like, whoa, what? How did, whoa, what? That was pretty good. Amen. And all I can say is, hallelujah. God loves you. He promised it. He'll make it come to pass. Praise the Lord. So we are supposed to imitate Jesus, right? Follow me as I follow Christ. Now, there's a scripture in the Bible. It talks about when I was a child, I spoke as a child, right? How do children speak? Just whatever they think, you know, however they feel, whatever they want to say. I feel this. I don't love you, Daddy. I, you know, you make me mad. All this stuff, right? Love has to overcome that, right? But we're not children anymore. We don't use our mouth for just for communication only, just to tell people things. You use it to be productive and say things that will uplift and encourage and create in your life. Praise the Lord. That's what we have to do. Let me see what I have else here for you. Okay, so um, our speech should be seasoned with salt, right? The Bible says how gracious the words that proceeded out of the mouth of Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> if you did ask. <laughs> okay, so I got three scriptures in Proverbs 15, and I got three scriptures in Proverbs 16. 
And I saw people last week, they were taking pictures, you know, of the screen. I thought they were taking pictures of me. <laughs> Say, Pastor, get out of here. You're so vain, exactly. All right, so let's look at this. Proverbs 15, verse 1, right off the bat. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Amen? So if someone is giving you wrath, what do you do? Return back. Give it back even more. Just fight them back. Oh, okay, you no good for nothing. You don't know what you're talking about. No, soft answer turns away wrath. That's a, good, that's a good weapon. Try it sometime. When somebody's giving you a hard time, just be calm, relaxed, and they calm, and they are calm and relaxed. People that do, uh, you know, com- complaint calls on the phone, I'm sure they have to exercise that. Calm down, sir. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Can we talk about this? <laughs> okay. Next, next verse. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Wholesome. Do you have wholesome tongue? Do you have uh, a tongue that people can just uh, bask under your, your words like a fruit tree, pull, you know, peace, joy, love off of it? A wholesome, wholesome tongue. Do you have a wholesome tongue? You know, some people wonder, how come they don't invite me to parties anymore? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. These things to each other, you know? Be at peace, okay? But perverseness breaks the spirit. When you talk bad, it breaks the, the communication, the covenant that you have with that person. All of a sudden, okay, forget it, okay, forget it. You know, there's no way you're getting, getting around that. Okay, here we go. Here, here's another one, 28. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer. Hmm, how am I going to answer this? Sometimes people come, you know, give me a problem, situation at church, and I said, well, let me think about that for a day or so, and go, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to act for this? And he usually instructs me, the wise, the heart of the righteous studies, how can I best answer this and bring peace to the situation, right? But the mouth of the wicked, oh, he just pours out evil things. Amen. Okay, now, uh, Proverbs 16, are you ready? The wise in heart shall be called prudent. Oh, you, said so, you say such nice things. So, you're so wise. Yeah, I'm, I'm wise in heart. My heart is leaning towards the Lord, asking him to speak through me. And the sweetness of lips. lips. Are you teaching your mouth? Are you telling your mouth what you're supposed to say? These are all hard scriptures, but you know what? When you meditate on them and you think about it and you let it guide your life, you'll find peace. People will want to be around you. You'll be a good leader. You'll be a good... good Pleasant words are like honeycomb, 
sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Are your words sweet? Are they like honeycomb? Amen. If you can do that, God will be with you. God will strengthen you. God will work in your behalf because the Bible says the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. You know what that means? You get all upset, God said, I'm going to stand back and let you handle it. Go ahead. I can't work in your behalf. But if you calm down and let me just handle it, it'll be handled to the glory of God. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together today. We thank you that you have, we have your word to watch our words, that it may be pleasing in your sight. Let the meditation of our heart and the words of our mouth be acceptable to you. So, Father, I just give you the praise and the glory and the honor for what you're going to do in our life. In Jesus' name. You know, Ron, before you sing, we have a little bit of time. Why don't you get together in twos or threes and just... Am I not studying? Am I mean too quick to answer? Am I doing things that I shouldn't be doing? So, so get, get in little groups, even with family members. You can also repent for the things that you've said over the years. <laughs> even today, my wife says... <laughs> Amen. So let's just take a little time to do that. And then say good things over, over them too. Say good things.